Welcome to the new episode of Sister Our Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Pumesa Langa. This conversation with Katleho Toku was absolutely a breath of fresh air. There was so much that we spoke about in terms of her upbringing, in terms of her experience as an entrepreneur, and some of the lessons and challenges that she experienced throughout the journey. There were moments where even I thought to myself, okay, would I have survived that? There were moments where I had to actually take a pause and think about some of the lessons that she shared and take a moment and see how I would have journeyed through that. And towards the end, as with most of my conversations, there were some real intense reflective moments. And I won't say too much, but have a listen and let me know what your thoughts are. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. Perfect. So thank you for coming through to Sister Our Conversations. Like um, I'm excited. I mean, we did the Twitter chats and I remember when we still before we even the, the Twitter chat, we had like a debriefing situation. And even <laughs> then I was like, ah, this girl, ha, she's my new favorite person. <laughs> Because when oh I was, my goodness, Pumesa, the pressure. No, it's not even like pressure. It's like the thing is for me, like when I was saying, like when I was Google researching you, <laughs> it was literally like I was like looking at your bio and I was like, wow. Like your bio, <laughs> you know, like when you read someone's bio, you're like, yo, okay, Pumesa, like, hey, my tongue. What have I been I wonder if you bring bio in. <laughs> Because it, the thing is, it, it's not even like reading it and you're feeling pressure. It's like reading it to you like, sure, okay, like, I can also do things most. Like, obviously, in the way that I want to do things, like, there's no reason why I can't. So it was so oh, wow. inspiring. It's, so, it's inspiring. so interesting. 
it's so interesting you say that yeah. because I literally just had a conversation with a friend okay. um, and I was just sharing with her, you know, the space that I'm at right now and just how uncomfortable I am. I'm feeling very restless. Um, and we were speaking about the fact that, you know, the, uh, the restlessness or the, the, the discomfort yes. is, is, is literally just a, a, a scroll tactic. Um, <laughs> Uh, to, to, to keep you in your comfort zone, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And I was saying to her that the reason I've taken, um, um, you know, my detox on social media and so forth is I feel like I need to silence, you know, remove all the distractions because yes. I'm in a very uncomfortable space. I'm in a space that I never thought I'd be in in terms of my career. Uh-huh. And so when the noise comes, I keep asking myself, who am I? Like, who oh, am I wow. to want to do it differently when the experts or the subject experts in, in this um, um, field yeah. say so many things on social media that I, you know, you know, disagree with. And she said oh. something so profound to me to say, that's a sign that you need to go into this place, into the space more because oh, wow. you, you are coming in with something different. Yes. There's a certain way of doing things. There's, you know, people with masters and PhDs around what you're trying to do. Yeah. But the difference is you are bringing you in. You are bringing your lived experience. You're bringing in, and and you can't, you 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 know, they, 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 you can't um, run away from that. It's it's the authenticity that you're bringing that probably is the answer that you need for the solution that you're trying to come up with. So I'm glad that in you reading um, my bio, you didn't feel like, you know, you had to be something else or you needed to go out of your way, but it was approachable and permissive enough for you to say, I can do this in my own way, um, at my own pace. Yes. Um, and yeah, just allowing my soul to, to, to lead me and show up for me. Then. So thank you for that affirmation. Oh, um, as much as it served you, hearing you say it is serving me, especially oh. in this discomfort that I'm in. And I think the the most amazing, I mean, you, you, you've spoken to me about this discomfort that you're in. Um, a few times <laughs> and I think the the most amazing thing I mean again for me is that you're not running away from it you're not ignoring it you're you're letting it I want to say you're letting it guide you and teach you and let it um, take you on different journeys and different chapters and I think oh, a lot God. of the time as as human beings not even just as women like the minute you feel uncomfortable, you're like, Mm-mm, nope, can't. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Shut left. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm not trying to tap into this. I'm not trying to understand it. I'm not trying to let it speak to me. Nothing. We are not even acknowledging. We are going to run as fast as we can. And here you Absolutely. are. You are like, okay, you know, what? I need to show up for myself in this discomfort because if I don't do it now, it may keep coming up in other forms. So, And it will continue coming up, trust me. You know, this is uh, something that I've, you know, recently started doing. Um, yeah. I've had 
uh, gluten and lactose intolerance for such a long time. Okay. Um, well, it happened really when I closed my business. And okay. I remember going to the doctor to say, I all of a sudden can't, you know, have dairy and gluten. Oh, and his yeah. response was, you are probably under the extreme pressure and stress of having to close your restaurant down. So yeah. this is how your body is showing you. Um that you you are you know there's something that you need to pay attention to and okay whatever i thought it would go away so in the last couple of months it's been even more intense where you know i'm just like but what is happening so i decided to seek alternative therapy to try to understand that okay i i know that this is probably a physical manifestation of, of something happening inside yes. that I'm not dealing with or I'm not aware that I need to deal with. Wow. And uh, so in the last couple of, I think in the last month, I've been having weekly sessions. And oh my goodness, Pumeza, the stuff that came out in, in you know, the, the, the discussions of why physically you know, I'm cramping from IBS symptoms and lactose and gluten intolerance is literally all the trauma that I've been carrying for so many years, as far back as losing my father and my brother over 20-something years ago. Um, Literally just inherited trauma and that has been living in my gut. And that is why you know, I've been feeling so uncomfortable. So to your point of leaning in, that started alerting me to the fact that, okay, why is it that when we experience so-called negative emotions, as you say, you know, we want to run away, we sweep it underneath the carpet. You know, what's this fear of confronting these negative emotions? And I had an aha moment where Mm. I thought, okay, if my you know the, the the gluten and lactose intolerance has been a physical or i suppose the negative um manifestation of the you know the internal trauma and you know healing that i need to do yes. what could these negative emotions also be trying to alert me to and to be honest i've literally just understood that there is no such thing as a negative emotion. I now lean into it. I lean into the anxiety. I lean into the discomfort. I lean into the sadness because wow. I've started to understand that they are a guide or somewhat wow. of hello, a red flag red alert yes. to say, OC, you need to pay attention to this. There's something that you, you, you are ignoring. So that's what i've literally started doing the last couple of weeks if i feel the anxiety i sit with it and you know literally have pep talks with myself okay i'm anxious Mm. why am i anxious when did the start etc and somewhere in that process of unpacking i will get to the root of well you're feeling like uh you know anxiety because 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 so it's, it's something new but yeah um I, as uncomfortable as it is, <laughs> I'm learning that, yeah, those, those are, uh, yeah, it's science. It's, it's my body or some, you know, something in the, you know, universe alerting me to that. Something needs your attention, OC, get to it. Yeah, get to it. Okay, girl. No. <laughs> you know, I'm listening. I'm listening to everything that you're saying. Like I'm listening to it. I wanna I wanna clap my hands. I wanna say hallelujah. Because 
and got the whole oversharing here about IBS. <laughs> you know, the thing, you know what? The minute you said gluten and and um, dairy products, like years ago, I went to like a dietitian, matter like that dietitian who can like via your blood type, right? Okay, okay, okay. And she was also like a uh, uh, OC, uh, uh, you and dairy. No, man, you can't be friends. You can, you, you can be friends, Mara. Like, you know, don't be pesties, you know? And I was like, ah, you want me to give up cream in my cake, you know? Ice cream. Uh, uh, no, wait, no. Can I please have a second opinion? <laughs> and the thing is, when I followed her, her meal plan, yeah. I started feeling really good, you know? I was like, okay, I was... At that time, I was eating well, I was exercising, and, you know, yes, my job was stressful, but I had those, you know, spaces where I could just release, and I could still mm-hmm. feel like I'm taking care of myself, right? And then, you know, as life would happen, you fall back, and you start living on endless amounts of coffee, because survival, survival. mode is, <laughs> right? You're skipping meals. Yeah. You don't have time to make scuff tea anymore because you're like, yo, I'm, I'm just trying to get to the next moment where I can feel like, okay, I'm breathing, right? Yes, yes. And, you know, then you start feeling like the wheels are coming off. And even apart from the diet, it's the tapping into those emotions and dealing with those emotions. And because when you tap into it and you deal, that means you acknowledge and then you, yep. you now... You now need to also be like, okay, Mara, this emotion is tied to this person. Exactly. So what, what's the solution? What's yep. the solution? Like, do, do we now have difficult conversations? Do we now cut people off? Do we now, like, how, how do we handle this? And because me, Pumeza, like, I'm a, you know, a, a reformed or reforming or recovering <laughs> people pleaser. Got you. <laughs> and, and guys, like, you have to understand like sisterhood hour has done things for me in ways that i don't think i even understand as yet because there's so much i've had to learn and unlearn and to to confront about my own self and yes it's and you know then i became a mom then i Mm. just became something else because i became mom to a girl Sure. And I was like, oh, Lord, like, be careful <laughs> the prayers that you pray because the good Lord is listening, right? <laughs> because then you pray those prayers and then you're like, ah, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen that way. And then you forget that sometimes, I mean, I, I usually say, and I, and I don't say it lightly when I say there's certain things about raising my daughter as young as she is, she's not even three, where... I'm looking at her and I'm like, okay, I need to learn something from this, from this experience, whether mm. it's her acting out or there's something about her personality I discover mm, because mm. I'm realizing that, you know, what, as much as she is half, you know, my husband's DNA, she's also half of my DNA, but there's yes. also her, the individual that's coming she, up. Yep, yep. That's coming up. And I'm like, okay, so this, that's coming up. What is it trying to teach me? As young as she is, Profound. there is a lesson. There has Absolutely. to be a lesson. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And it's it's so hard because now I need to introspect on my own life and my own journey and the things that I 
I refuse to look at because it's not even a case of like I don't have time. Mm, it, mm. It's uncomfortable to, to go there. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to go there because And I've made it for so many years. Why now? Why now? Hey, why now? Like hey guys, I can still survive another 30, 40, 50 years evading. <laughs> Let, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, got you. But now listening to you and and recalling some of my journeys and my like moments of chapters where I'm like, okay, this I need to pay attention because it's hurting me and not mm. even hurting me physically, but like emotionally and psychologically. It's yep. it's crippling me. And and those and, are the the, the, the the scars that because yeah. they don't show physically, we tend yeah. to ignore them. And yeah. the longer we let them, we ignore them, the deeper and more intense and the more dangerous they actually become. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, like, I mean, for someone listening to this, I mean, like, <laughs> they'll be listening and be like, ah, these, ah, these two, they, <laughs> they've, they've got time, they've got money and resources. But, like, how, like, how can a how practically can a person say, okay, you know what? I if need I need help. to wake up, yeah. I need help. If I need to wake up at half past four in the morning to to journal, to write, to pray, like how how have you found, apart from um, seeing somebody, like how have you made sure that you make those appointments mm, for yourself? with yourself? Look, and yeah. you know, you raise a very valid point that um, the affordability factor, and I'll be the first one to let you know that I had to sacrifice a couple of things to make sure that I can afford these sessions. And even with, you know, as if, you know, it was a discounted version, you know, um, package yeah. for sessions because therapy is expensive and it's so sad that we are all walking around drinking you know panajo and whatever yet the 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 real healing happens when we have these conversations but unfortunately it is so out of reach and i do not take it lightly that i was able to you know sacrifice what i could so that i was able to do this for myself but as i said it's something not it's not something that i can sustain and 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 i've started to look at how else do i have these conversations or or how do i yeah have as i say these these meetings with myself and yes like everybody else you know i've done the journaling thing i've done the meditation thing and sometimes it can feel like a chore sometimes it can feel like i need someone else to come prompt the conversation or i need some you know something else i I can't sit still and meditate for 10 minutes or i can't (laughs) i don't know what to write when i journal and over covid i actually took up uh coloring in i literally went to get myself coloring pencils and a coloring book and while i don't do it every day i try by all means to at least schedule even if it's just 15 minutes to sit out in the sun no phone or if i do have the phone then it's really just on music and on not disturbed so that i don't you know get tempted but literally i started to color in and I don't know why or how it works, but in that moment of stillness, all of a sudden, a question or something that I probably have been sitting on 
not that the answers automatically come but there's all of a sudden a okay maybe that's it and then obviously then the work is starting to go into it so i i you know we very often talk about self-care as spa dates and all the etc stuff but self-care is actually discipline to go inside and that can only happen in stillness and silence and it's also not about doing what everybody does right i can't sit for 20 minutes and meditate i can try for five um and i can't do it every day i can't do it at five in the morning you know yeah. i i yeah. you know i can maybe try it at lunchtime or in the evening so it's also just about trying to find tools that work for you curate something that um, um works for you because yeah it, it it's it's mandatory but um it doesn't have to be expensive i think yes where you can if you can sacrifice a couple of uh sushi dinners <laughs> do that you know you, you, yeah. your your future self will thank or your healed self or your healing self will thank you for that um but yeah i i i, I i'm not an expert in this i'm also just honestly discovering and i think 2020 has been that for a lot of us just going back and getting in touch with self and like i said who would have thought at 35 i've discovered that coloring in is some sort of therapy yeah i mean look talking about coloring in i mean i i do it with my daughter and i think one of the things comes back to the, the, the perfectionist bit of control Ooh. freak Ooh, this no we need healing like i want to color within the lines <laughs> hey like, <laughs> i want to color because the lines are there for a reason yes, yes and i remember my dad saying to me and he like he looked at he looked at what my daughter was doing and he looked at what i was doing yeah and he's like so you expect her to do what you're doing and i was like i you know i was ready to answer him and be answered yeah of course then oh oh i i get what you're saying wow wow because he was looking at it and i think he probably saw what she was doing as perfectly sensible Mm. and what i was doing as perfectly nonsensical yep right and and it, it that was his only way of trying to share that with me because because here i am like you know the hair even if the hair is green the hair is green but can we make sure just the, the green stays within the hair right mm. and mm. my daughter's like no 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 your green is just taking up too much space no, everything must be blue everything must be blue and that's how i feel and you mommy must deal with it was a strong and in that moment i was like yeah okay let's let's try this coloring out the lines thing because then i'll have more fun mm, doing this be free her. yes be free right and because we life teaches us to color within the lines because we grow up with the this manual etsy okay was our phone you will go sit in a cubicle and every single month 
and be, you know, a good and productive member of society. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, and then Abakatleho decide they're going to go to Switzerland. <laughs> you know, Bangeniskole is Bizel Hotel Institute, Montreal. <laughs> like, and you said to me, French is not exactly on the list, like on the top list of things no, for you. No, like, je ne parle pas. <laughs> I don't even know what you said, okay? <laughs> but I mean, you colored out of the light. Like you said, guys, there's no there's no lines. There's no there's not even there's no picture. Firstly, I'm drawing my own picture. Like how how did you even now have that conversation with yourself, firstly? Because that must have been like a decision, a moment, an opportunity that that doesn't come every day and then now when you are explaining to you know family and you're saying guys i want to go in this direction of my life mm. i mean how do, how do you even start to say no i'm gonna color way out of that sure <laughs> look um i you, you you say it as if it was so perfectly planned but that's the perfectionist in you and i can so relate because yeah i yeah this thing is a blessing and a curse at the same time um yeah. look i think for me i i genuinely believe that you know all our journeys are divinely orchestrated and even if you try to you can do what you want to stray from it you will be yes. very uncomfortable and you can either choose to sit in that discomfort or you will just mm. you know follow what you are meant to do and yes there will be lessons and etc but you'll realize that this is the yeah. path that you're supposed to be on so you know i always sure. tell the story of and it's only in, in, in hindsight and retrospect that back in the day, I used to yeah. love watching Girlfriends, um, the, the sitcom oh, with yeah. Tracy Ellis, etc. And, yes. you know, in my young teens and, you know, going up however many seasons it was into our early 20s, I was obsessed with Tracy Ellis Ross. So, I mean, people who see me Gugu Gaga over Tracy Ellis Ross. It's not just a fashion. We understand. It's, it it yeah. stems from many, many years back. And it wow. was actually some time ago that I was reflecting that what I tend to love about Tracy, particularly her character, Joe Clayton, was that yes. she represented the prototype of who I wanted to be um, when I grew up, right? She was this successful Black woman but moreover, yes. she was intentional about creating space for other black women to equally thrive, right? She was the mother hen among her circle of friends and aunts. And those yes. were characteristics I loved the most about Joan Clayton. And oh. I remember when I was conceptualizing my restaurant, top of mind yeah. was that I needed to be a place where 
women can you know find resonance with i i, I wanted to be a space that women can come you know uh, uh, uh live out their ambitions i don't know at that point i don't know that i would say it with tracy in mind it's only some retrospect that i realized and if you know in the later episodes or the last season of girlfriend joan clayton tracy ellis ross opens a restaurant and you know it was called the j spot and i remember sitting with my mom saying i'm going to open a restaurant and it's going to be called the k spot oh and, wow you know <laughs> life happened wow. and you know a restaurant did manifest and as i said yeah. i had women in mind when i was creating it obviously it was called bliss not the k spot but it was the k spot in my heart um it was bliss because uh, you know that's the journey that that i was on i was in pursuit of my bliss i felt like there was more to my life than this rocking up at nine at the office and knocking off at five. It was just a pull to do more. And, you know, every time that women would come to bliss, it would be them that would say, your restaurant represents what is possible for my dreams, for my ambitions. And so that was an affirmation that, okay, clearly, you know, the brief um, has, 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 has been delivered. Um, but also yes. there's so much pressure of, oh my God, you know, what do you mean misrepresents your aspirations and what's possible? <laughs> and so when the restaurant closed, um, mm. that was one of the haunting questions, right? I had three questions that haunted me. One was, you know, had I failed myself, but I figured, okay, no time for a pity party. You can figure that out at a later stage. Second question yes. was, had I failed my mother because she had been the number one cheerleader literally put everything into this business and i remember her affirming words to me was you don't have to feel guilty i'm your mother and that's what parents do but more than anything i'm happy that we have tried for something i would rather have an empty bank account and an attempt at you know making our dreams happen than you know a healthy bank account and a life of what ifs so that gave me a bit of peace and then the third question was, had I failed women? Because here was this thing that I'd created for them. And they had come to me affirming that, you know, yes, this represented our dreams and aspirations. And with its closure, was I now saying to them that this is not possible. Your dreams don't matter. It's, you know, so that haunted me. And obviously what I only understood many, many years later after introspection, etc., was that bliss was not there just to serve its patrons it was there to serve me the clarity of my purpose and there's a reason that i loved everything that i loved about james clayton those was was signs and 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 um i guess cues from the universe that you know this is your part um it's no coincidence that i felt the guilt that you know had i filled with it with the closure of bliss and i remember yeah. you know a few years after that meeting someone who i went to primary school with and she says to me randomly you know so i mean this was now way after bliss had, had closed and she says to me by the way are you still into that girl power stuff and okay. i had completely forgotten that when i was in primary school yes in primary school at the age wow. of 10 I got the whole girl power sessions at primary school and I was talking to girls about girl independence and whatever. 
And what? I had completely forgotten what? about that until she reminded me. And that for me was an affirmation that purpose was always there. It's, it's always, this has always been my journey. And so again, I'm sorry, I'm answering your question in a very long roundabout way, but Yes, I was coloring out the lines in terms of what is expected of us that, you know, you graduate from university, you go find a job and make it happen. But it was, again, I think a strong pull from the universe that this restaurant needs to happen because it is such an important catalyst in you awakening okay. to what you've been called to do. Yeah. And literally, as I said, I had forgotten that at age 10. And I, 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 I yes. would love to meet the people that yep. were in that group because I really yep. want to know what we were talking about at age 10 and independence and go power. But hey, those were signs that this, you know, that this is, was already a, a journey orchestrated for me. And even if family and friends and everybody else was like, who do you think you are by doing this? It was beyond my control it was it needed to be done because now here i am yeah joan claytoning my way into this life Look, I mean, I love the fact that your your mind was even there at that point and you were having those kind of conversations at such a young age because, and that even the people around you, um, especially around you as, as young women, they were encouraging that because you don't have that being encouraged in, a, in many spaces. A lot of adults would probably look at that and be like, hey, what are these kids doing? And then yeah. ago, I went to a convent school né, with uh, nuns and stuff. Uh, 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 I think, you know, Pumeza, a point there is that yeah. so often, you know, and I think it's because society has commercialized the idea of discovering your purpose. You know, everybody mm. this unreachable, untainable thing. And the point of that story is that at age 10, I didn't know what purpose was. I didn't know, you know, how the rest of my life was going to unfold. Yeah, yes, yeah. But clearly, this is something that I was born with. And therefore, yeah. it was manifesting in, you know, th those different ways. It's only yeah. now, as an adult, and understand the idea of purpose, that I can connect that to say, it was always there. That has always been my journey, even though... I did not have the word purpose yeah. or reason for being or ikigai, whatever it's called now, yes. you know, it's, we are born with, with this, you know, innate gift mm -hmm. and service that, you know, we, 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 we need to bring into the world and life takes over, things happen, yeah. but you know, it's always been there. It's not something you need to discover. I suppose it's more something that you need to awaken to and that is the gift that the closure of bliss gave me. But I mean, even as a young person, I mean, it, you in a, in, a, in a convent school, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a way, there's a method, you know, and there's a certain, I mean, look, the, the, my experience of, of such an environment is what I see in the movies. And one cousin <laughs> who went to a, a, an all-girls school with nuns and... Yeah. 
the the imagery is that you need to follow a specific way of being you can't now want to choose different ways of being you absolutely must right because it's the religion religion is yes. coloring within the lines yes yes so i mean for you to have an experience that <laughs> went completely left but was encouraged in that leftness I I, Shem, I wonder if those nuns are still alive. I need to go high five them if they still are to say, right. you, you allowed me to be me. <laughs> and no, I love that. I love that they allowed you to be you. I mean, I wish more environments would allow people to be themselves, especially young girls. But, absolutely. Absolutely. Speak, touching on um, your story of bliss, um, the, the journey itself Mm. I mean, I think we, we touched on this from the Twitter chat and there's been more intention. There's been more intention from a lot of other entrepreneurs or people thinking about entrepreneurship who want to, who want to move in that space permanently. But then we don't talk about failure, Mm-mm. right? We don't Mm-mm. look at failure and think of it as, okay, this is the journey this is the experience this is what i've decided i want to do with my life and then failure happens yep no one (laughs) no one no one addresses that and i think we only talk about it when you know like or you see it on twitter and now especially social media no one talks about it and even when it is talked about it's in hushed tones where you're like ish you know ish they they tried to go you know and do their own thing Mara it didn't work out so manje it's that hushed tones something to be embarrassed about and you're like no what is the embarrassment like but how have you taken especially with bliss because mm, mm. even when you talk about it like I, I I can only imagine what that feeling of having to accept that Okay, you know what, Katleho, you tried it. Yeah. Like, but the thing is for me, like what I'm encouraged by your journey is that you tried it. You mm-hmm. tried it and you decided to take that leap of faith. You walked the walk. You had the support from your mom, especially, and you rose above it. You didn't now cower in the corner and be like, look, you, I mean, you may have licked your wounds for a little bit, but then you were like, okay, oh, those you, know, are <laughs> you know, but you didn't let it define you. And I feel that a lot of the time we, we define people by their failures. We don't say they failed, but they got up and they mm. tried again and they learned and they shared their story. Then they went to encourage other people. Then they did it again and then they succeeded. Like, how did you own your narrative about that experience of bliss? and the learnings and the learnings of failure and get up again because it's the getting up again that I feel that is not discussed a lot we we talk about the failure and Mm -hmm. and we don't talk about the getting up and how do you get up do you get up in your own terms do you follow a specific way? Right, like, yeah. How, how did you do it for yourself? And it's so important you bring up that how do you get up thing because mm-hmm. I think it also for me took me a while, right? And, you know, to your point of we don't talk about failure, I mm-hmm. think we have started talking about it. But yeah. even with that, we've put a superficial spin on it. That whole yeah. fail fast, fail forward. 
which is just yeah. business language and does not take into consideration the actual trauma of failure right it's like get up build again you know the, you know Start from scratch and for a long yeah. time when i went public about my failure i was also mm. you know part of that school that you know i'm gonna preach about failing fast failing forward mm. um, and it's only now that i realized that actually no in you doing that you 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 covered the pain and the trauma that you had experienced and you did not deal with that because you were trying so hard to appear yes. like you had dealt with the failure yes. and you know for a while i you know i i sort of became the poster child of failure if, you know which wow I, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse um yeah okay but it 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 opened up so many doors for me because I decided mm -hmm. to use that to be vulnerable, to share my vulnerabilities. And to be honest, the first person who even mm. called this failure was um, Silebojo of um, mm -hmm. the hookup dinner. Oh, and yes. I had met him at some entrepreneurial event. And yeah. he says to me, he randomly comes up to me and says to me, yeah, so I've got this uh, platform, The Hookup Dinner, and I would mm. love for you to come talk about the failure of your restaurant. Listen, did I not give this guy dirty looks on some failure? I had never called it that. You know, I had all really? diplomatic ways of it closed down, I am moving mm. on, etc. It was and a decision that guy, you made. Yeah. Exactly. Here's this guy yeah. now coming to me to say, I need you to come talk about your failure. But let me wow. tell you, Pumeza, after that yeah. conversation, there was a weight lifted off my shoulder because I could now call it what it was. And I did not have to hide behind all this diplomatic language that I was using. Oh. And in speaking at the hookup dinner, you know, it, it for the first time, I think it was an audience of like 200 people. Um, wow. Speaking for the first time about my literally journey, my most vulnerable um, wow. um, um, parts of, 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 of my life and yeah. from that I became you know the, the girl that failed the girl of the restaurant that failed but in as much as that can be seen as negative people were now mm. actually this thing happens and here she is she's you know she's okay um, she's good and I remember yeah. um, when I was approached by Destiny magazine then to say mm. you should be open to have an article be written about your failure and at that point i was already you know open to talking about it but okay, i remember the, okay. journal the journalist saying to me um yeah you know if you feel uncomfortable you know we because it was such an uncomfortable thing mm. she didn't know how to approach it with me and i was like mm. we're airing everything we're gonna put everything out everything and I remember for the longest time, it was almost written about articles, you know, in terms of the emails that they were getting from their readers to say, we need more of that vulnerability. Wow. So often we just hear of, yeah, she failed and she made it. And people were like, what we, are, we never get to hear is, okay, you failed. Pumeza, what does it and mean then... for your lifestyle? Did you have to move out of your house? Did your kids have to get out of schools that they were in? Did you, you know... What was that wow. journey? And yeah. you know, it, it it was something clearly people were hungry, were hungry for, right? Because mm -hmm. we are all experiencing our micro and macro failures, but we mm. don't know where to go to seek, you know, counsel sure. on yes. what's the next step. 
and for me i think just owning that vulnerability just being like look i tried and here i am this is the role that i played in in that stadium mm. and the rest was really just the system the system is just not built for women black women entrepreneurs particularly to thrive and i was trying to make it in that space but wow. now that i look back a mistake mm. that i made in as much as it was powerful for me mm. to speak out about the business mm. of failure what mm. i did not share in often enough was just yeah. how I was still dealing with the trauma and the pain of having mm-hmm. to shut that business down and I so. will admit now that it has kept me paralyzed for so many years because wow. it's it, you know, it's, it's that, you know, superficially, it's like, yes, fail fast, fail forward, on to the next Keep thing. Keep it going. But yes. the truth is, no, it's also okay to succeed slowly. And I learned that from Nkaibi of yeah. Creative Africa. And, sure. you know, it's, it's, so to your point of how do you come out, you come out at your own pace, you come out in your own mm. way, because yeah ultimately this is your journey you you know what you are feeling you know and i've had the self-imposed i suppose pressure of oh my god it was bliss then oh my god i created this co uh, this accelerator with um my former employees in australia then oh my god it was a muzzy it always feels like okay what's the next best thing the world is waiting for the next best the next thing you know you have to out you know something exactly you have to outshine all the previous ones and i realized that that was also just part of the trauma that was just i i don't think the world is holding their breath waiting on me (laughs) i'm the one that's (laughs) pressurizing myself and wow while it is good you know, to keep myself accountable, it also can't be yeah. a point where I'm creating and building from a place of ego because that's really what it is. Yeah. That oh wow wow. Yo, like you threw in that word there. <laughs> right there. Girl, like if I, I had a weave, you girl, you snatched my weave. <laughs> girl, it's a good thing. Kogi doob and I'm playing just so you snatched my doob. <laughs> No, and but I think, I think... It's, it's what it is, right? And we need to admit that a lot of us mm. do operate from a place of ego. A lot of us mm. do operate from, you know, yeah, Bazotini, you know, mm. other aspects right, you know. Mm. And yes. when you sit down with yourself and you're like, you know what, at the aesthetic, yep. what's your soul's medicine? What yes. is the soul asking of you? What is your heart asking of you? And what is life calling you to attend to? And sometimes it's not necessarily yeah. going into building the next thing. Yes. I think those things that you just mentioned about the what does your soul need? What is all those things? I think one of the most difficult for me in my journey for 2020 was that, I mean, I took this great big leap of saying, okay, you know what, I want to focus on sisterhood hour as the twitter chat as the podcast but i want to create something Mm, that mm. is you know like legacy wise even though like i I hesitate to call it legacy but 
it is what it is, right? Yep. But also, you know, moving from the discard and, and deciding that I want to move into a space, a career space that allows me the flexibility to be a more present mom, wife, not sit in traffic. Yes. And yes, those kind yes. and peace of mind, right? So when I started 2020, I moved into that space, right? And mm. then COVID hit. Then I was like, Shocked. wait, what now? <laughs> no, 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 what now? Right, like what? What? What do we do? Because the budget, I sat and Yep. And you know the, those knocks. And when you talk about failure, like I think in the last few weeks, I've been forced to confront that feeling mm. Mm. and forced to say, "Okay, Pumeza, your go-to strategy was not the one." Right? Yeah. It's it's and not even like the one. It's never going to work. Maybe it's not the one right now. now. You yes. now need to regroup, right? And what does that regrouping look like? Does it look like, okay, push your CV and be serious about it and be like, okay, I need a job mm-hmm. <laughs> to pay them mm-hmm. bills. Mm-hmm. But still push, you know, the, the, the passion project and focus on that. But then with a mindset that allows me to say, I tried it didn't work the way that I thought it would. Maybe in certain instances, I could have planned better. Life happened in terms of COVID. But it doesn't mean that it won't work. Absolutely. Maybe the manner in which I tried to approach it was not the, the approach it should have taken. And because also control, type A personality, mm-hmm. you want the blueprint yes. It's in yes. to be the, the one. one. Yeah, right. It's the one. It's the one that you've crafted. You're going to stick to it blood sweat and tears Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and you and i've had to learn in the last couple of months also to be like be fluid yep right let it let it be let it take let it be let like right like let it be and it's a constant like reminder because in my mind i'm like "Mm, i need to control it because you know, those debit orders are coming yep. and because month end is coming and, and I pressures don't think, and pressures you know, and pressures. You know, we, we, we should, you know, sweep this under the carpet because mm. we don't have the luxury of I am going to follow my passion project. I think, yeah. you know, we. I, I, I was saying the other day that I realized that I actually don't believe in the concept of work. But the only reason I do it (laughs) is because I need to survive. And I exist in a capitalist world that says for Mm. me to survive, you need to put in the hours to earn a salary that will allow you to survive. And there's something that I dislike so much about um, 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 that, that, that ideology, but... As I said, I'm a citizen of this world and this is how this world operates. And it also got me thinking to, particularly as black people, um, survival is an inherited trauma. Mm, Yes. And in as much as we want to dream about, you know, the luxurious life that we all so well, you know, we we so rightfully deserve, there's still this element of, but survival, girl, but survival, but survival. And, you know, we can't run away from it as we can do all the meditation and the spiritual attunement and, 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 and. The truth is by virtue of our skin color and our, you know, um, you know, ancestral background, Mm. 
yes. I suppose our generation will probably be the key in unlocking this for the future generation where yes. it's, it's, it's not, you know, when matters of the stomach are involved, it becomes very Ish. difficult to start thinking about passion projects and creativity. And, and, and we know it's important. Yes. We know that that's what, you know, we, we, we are called to do. But let's not, let's not, um, yeah, let, let's not lie about the responsibilities and things we need to do. It's not to say we need to operate from a place, from a space of, of, of lack, you know, but I think yeah. let's, let's call a thing a thing. It's a reality. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and like you say, it's the reality that we face yeah. as black people, as black women. Yeah. Um, and we can't run away from mm-hmm. it. But um, as you say, we, we can still take care of what we need to take care of whilst we push, push, exactly. look to, pursue the, yes, you, know, you know, as I said, yes. what you've been called to do, you know? Yes, yes. And I mean, one day we all want to feel like, you know, we can be the Oprahs of the world. Absolutely. Where it all aligns and, you know, we're not trying to be billionaires, but, you know, come on, comfortable bank balance. Listen, and, and it's okay to, you know, I was speaking to someone, I'm like, um, I, I don't know why we shy away from the idea that we want, you know, financial Money. abundance. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yes exactly. and it, it's because financial abundance takes you out of the survival mode that you know we, we currently yeah. operate in so it's okay to want money so if you're mad uguti doesn't bring you happiness it's okay we're, we're not chasing it for, <laughs> for 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 the happiness we're chasing for it that. because yes. we literally are done just surviving you know i think exactly. it's our right to thrive and like you say, it's that trauma that we, we carry yeah. that we're like, okay, no, this month, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. On to the next one. And we don't, we don't want to allow ourselves to dream bigger or push harder because we're like, okay, I need to focus on this specifically and survive this specifically. Exactly. And that's, that's operating from, yes, it, you know, it's, it's, it's survival, but it's also, yeah, that, that mindset of lack and it's it's difficult to get away from it because as i say you know survival is a trauma we've inherited and no book makes it better if you've read home going by yagasi yes oh my Ghanaian author if you (laughs) could you know get yourself anything this year i I think i read it about two three years ago it it begins to explain this concept of inherited generational trauma Wow. It, it's a powerful book, wow. but yeah, you realize just, you know, how much of the healing we need to do now that we know better so that yes. the next generation, you know, is, 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 I guess, has a, 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 a different um, 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 experience. experience. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. No, we, we need to do a part two and three. Like, I think... <laughs> I wonder if There's I'm a lot we started the content that she wants. I don't know what we're talking about. You know, you I I had an idea of the conversation I wanted us to have. We kind of deviated, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> we deviated in a good way because there's there's certain things that I feel like you know there's certain conversations that you have that allow you to also have a fresh perspective and to actually learn and to heal. Mm-hmm. So I always try to allow myself to be open to that kind of experience. So 
I think there's there's a lot that you've touched on that I'm like, oh wait, hang on, I need to work on that again. I need, I'm, I'm coming back to that. My soul is connecting with this, and I need to tap into that. So that for me, that that is a gift that you've given me, and and that's what I try. I try with the different conversations that we have on Sisterhood Art Conversations that if it can be a gift to somebody else, yeah, yeah. then I'm, I'm happy. Then I'm happy. No, awesome. I'm I'm glad that, you know, I mean, as I said, this has equally, you know, uh, the conversations that we've had, even with the Twitter chat, yeah. um, being able yeah. to write that down. You know, it's like, okay, yes. wow, where did that come from? That's big. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so this is equally, you know, a gift for me um, as it is for you. Thank you. Ah, that's amazing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You know, guys, if the weekends can start like this, you need to shout for good. <laughs> like, it's kind of heavy, but it's laugh. there's laughter, there's some introspection, there's some lessons, so it's a perfect combination. Like, I'm happy. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time on Sisterhood Hour Conversations. And I look forward to more conversations. Thank you so much, Pumeza, for creating this platform and continued success to you. And to you. I'm going to be watching and Googling and stopping <laughs> and be like, okay, what's next? <laughs> what can we talk about next? That's completely unscripted. <laughs> Sure, no, let's definitely catch up and thank you for, for reaching out and, and, and giving me the space. I awesome. do not at all take it lightly. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Have it. Have a beautiful weekend. <laughs> you yeah, too. <laughs> thank you. Bye.